Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. All right, guys, here we go. Another podcast episode, and once again, with typical fashion, I'm a little bit late in the month. It's the 20th of April, Thursday, and I got to figure I'd get on. I've got a very enthusiastic guest. Uh, Shane, Shane Malden is, uh, is here with me. I coaxed him into uh, sitting in on this podcast, and you're, are you excited to be here? Yes, um, you got to eat the microphones up here. You got to scooch up closer. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, it sounds like you are. Hey guys, so I got a couple of things I wanted to go over, and I figured it was uh, this was a good time. And uh, we had uh, let's just go over the list of things: the safety culture survey. Uh, thank you guys for filling that out. Um, we had, uh, I will tell you, uh, the highest. Uh, participation rate of any organization within enterprise. So that's that's very good news. Appreciate that. We're going to talk about the Goal Zero Award status. Uh, so that was that's pretty cool. I'm glad we're able to to get these things out. Um, I got an email through uh, the podcast email that is the Hammerlane at eprod e p r o d dot com. I did get uh, some feedback, and, and one, one piece of feedback I thought was interesting was the question was, what do you guys hope to gain uh, from all this, um, uh, the maintenance management system, the electronic DVIRs and all that stuff? So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, flatbed trailers, um, hazmat scores with FMCSA, and... I'm going to let Shane talk about this because I, I really don't know a whole lot about it. Uh, I know that we get tickets for it or warnings, axling out our, our, uh, our trucks and trailers. So we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit. Actually, Shane will talk a little bit about that. So first things first, safety culture survey. Did you do yours, Shane? I did. Did you? Yes. Did Did you provide comments? No. Thank you. Guess how many comments we? What? Well, how many people do you think we have in trucking? Around um, four hundred. Yep. Total. A little over four hundred. I think the last time I looked is like four thirty-one. It didn't. It fluctuates. You know how many comments we got? Written comments. Eight. Ten. Ten. And one of those was mine, <laughs> which was fairly easy to pick out. <laughs> now, you know how many pages. Those 10 comments took up? No. Uh, more than 10, because one of those was about eight pages long. Uh, there is there is someone who's not real pleased with us, and he let us know in the comments, and I actually I took quite a few points from uh, from that, that write-up. It was pretty good. I do appreciate the comments. Um, I, I, I think we kind of screwed up a little bit with the safety culture survey. 
the comment section was supposed to go out with the original survey, um, but uh, something got messed up with it, so we had to send it out as a uh, kind of an addendum. Um, and so you would have gotten uh, a second email, and uh, it looks like only only 10 of us responded to it. But that's okay. We still got quite a bit of good stuff out of there. So the safety culture survey, what was it? It was uh, it consisted of 40 questions. Uh, 12 of those questions were just general safety culture stuff. Uh, 12 of those questions related to supervisors. Uh, Ten were related to managers and the management, uh, and six related to the safety department. I don't know how safety got only got six, though, and we got like 10 and 12. So they, they, got to, they got to put this together, so I guess that's how they got. They only got six. They were random, uh, randomly sorted, um, and like I said, we had um, the highest – participation rate in in the company at 88.6 percent so that's close enough i think to call it 89 percent and then you could stretch and round it up to 90 so very good job guys i really do appreciate it. i like these kind of things because i'm not i'm not out there uh every day i'm locked up in the the glass house here with shane and uh, guys like chad woods and the chads Woods, Van Allen, Bishop. Um, so I can't get out there uh, as often as I'd like, um, but I'm, I'm trying. And so these things provide some pretty good insight. Um, we did have a, a pretty strong positive response rate. Uh, it was 87.8% uh, was our positive response rate, and our negative response rate was 2.7%. Overall, um, I, I think it was it was good. Um, it points to the fact that um, while we do have some areas to improve, um, we 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 value safety, and and I, I hope that's um, I hope you guys see that uh, based on this. Uh, the vast majority of you do. Um, there were some questions that I captured. The highest negative response rate was 6.8%, uh, and that was for the question, discipline for safety violations is fair and consistent. Um, so did, did some kind of thinking on, you know, why would that be uh, the highest negative response rate? Um, and I don't know. I mean, I could speculate. Uh-oh. Y'all hear the sirens? They're coming to get us. Finally found you. Yep, we're in Houston. Um, I, I think you could you could speculate that. Well, one, I mean, all the managers are different, and maybe they do things differently. Two, maybe, um, and this is something I used. I went to the Yoakum safety meeting and I went to Pleasanton safety meeting uh, or earlier this month and talked a little bit about this. You know, if you report, Shane, you report a safety violation to me, um, and I go address it with, uh, with whoever is involved, um, and I never get feedback to you, well, you're going to think nothing happened, right? Um, now, I, I think we could probably do a better job of closing that loop, but guys, this is where, you know, we're, we're not going to 
divulge what action we took. Um, that's between the management and the employee involved. Maybe that causes uh, some of these negative responses, um, but I do think we could probably do a better job of closing the loop. Hey, Shane, I appreciate you reporting this. I just wanted to let you know it was dealt with, and, and just leave it at that. I don't know. Maybe it's something else. What do you think? Yeah, I think probably so. Um, like you said, we can't really say <clears throat> what exactly we did, uh, but maybe we just, hey, we we looked into it and we, uh, we handled it. Yeah, we addressed it. Um, here's another thing I thought was odd. Um, one of the most positive um, comments or questions, safety policies and procedures are consistently enforced. That was that had a 93.2% positive response rate. I, I don't know. To me, that contradicts kind of discipline for safety violations as fair and consistent. I, I don't know. I thought that was, that was interesting. At any rate, that's, that's the safety culture survey and uh, very good, uh, good response, uh, responses to that. So I, I really do appreciate you guys doing that. Um, let's talk about goal zero award status. What did, what did you order, Shane? I ordered the watch. You got the watch? Okay, the watch. And uh, just a, did you get the men's or the ladies? <laughs> the men's. Okay. okay. Cause, well, because they're not on back order. Uh, but the ladies' watch is on back order. If you did order the ladies' watch, um, it, the estimated ship date will be uh, mid-June. Uh, for the men's watch, um, we're looking at um, sometime in May. In fact, um, if I ordered the duffel, the Yeti duffel, I've, I've already got the duffel bag. I got my little tag the other day, and I, I stuck it on there. Um, that's a pretty sharp bag. Those should have been delivered. If you ordered the duffel bag and you didn't get it, you may want to reach out to your supervisor or manager and just let them know, and we'll, we'll track that down for you. Um, it, you should have gotten a, a shipping um, confirmation with a tracking number as well. Uh, anybody that placed that order will uh, get that. I got one. Uh, but like I said, the watches, uh, we had 158 employees um, request the watch. Uh, they'll, they'll be out in May. The North Face jacket, I just saw the sample today. Um, so that will, uh, it, they're in production now. Uh, we had to approve the artwork for embroidery. We did that last week, and those are being embroidered, and they will ship. Uh, the estimated ship date is uh, sometime in May as well. Uh, I've already touched on the Yeti bags. We, we had uh, 66 people select the North Face jacket. Had 138 employees select the uh, Yeti duffel bag and Chad Woods' cowboy hat. How many people do you think selected that? Three. Yes. No, it's not three. It's not three. I'm just kidding. Dan? <laughs> 61. So we had 36 black hats and 25 silver belly. And of the 36, well, let me go back. We, the hat was uh, ordered through the vendor in which we ordered the other items through. And they were, this was, was uh, um, it wasn't a, a name that you would recognize. Uh, at least not one that I would recognize. Lo and behold, it, and it was a felt uh, 20X hat. Um, lo and behold, they couldn't get enough black felt 
to produce these hats. So they wouldn't have the felt until December, which that just blows my mind. I, I don't understand that. But uh, so what did we do? Uh, we went out, uh, talked to the vendor, um, and we, we did increase uh, the money that we spent on these hats. Uh, so if you did order a hat, um, if uh, you, you will be getting a hat, uh, only it will be a, a little bit different brand uh, and a different quality. Um, I think is what the little X thing is. I'm not a cowboy hat person, uh, but if you ordered it, you'll get a Stetson and a 30X variant. Um, and it was, uh, like I said, a little bit more money, but we still were well within our budget. Uh, so I hope uh, hope that's good news for everybody. Although, So when will they get the hats? The hats will ship out, um, I think they're late May. Um, so they, they should be seeing those things in late May, early June. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure Chad is chomping at the bit because he ordered one. So we'll we'll base uh, we'll base delivery on when he gets his because I'm fairly certain he'll let us all know. Um, let's see. There oh hats. There are two people in the company um, who must have just a massive head because. <laughs> and I asked Betty. I said uh, you need to reach out to those folks and. We couldn't get them the Stetson 30X. Um, they ended up with, uh, I don't know what brand it is, but it's a 6X. Um, it's supposedly a nice, nice hat, but she reached out to them, and they said, okay. So they got a big old grape. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Goal Zero Awards. You guys did fantastic. I am uh, extremely happy that we're able to uh, to provide these to you uh, and hope uh, – Hope we can see it uh, see it again. Oh, let's see what else we want to talk about. What do you want to talk about, Shane? Oh, you had a list. I know. I know. Let me see what's next to my list. Maintenance management systems. What in the world do we hope to get out of Fleet EO? That's our. If you don't know, that's the maintenance management system. What you guys know is probably the electronic DVIRs that you're you're using uh, your um, tablet for. And so what what do we get out of that? Um, it's it's data. It's it's data that you know over the over the last probably 2 years um, we have made leaps and bounds strides in advancing uh, technology whether that be in cab technology, back office technology, um, but just a handful of years ago, this this organization was a hundred percent paper, paper manifest, paper tickets. Heck, Shane, you were a supervisor. How much time do you spend in a truck pulling paper tickets off of crude leases out of a pickle jar? <laughs> well, uh, the unload stations mainly. So that and that wasn't too long ago. No. Um, but we don't have to do that anymore. And this is just one, one more piece of that puzzle um, to bring us, I guess, into the modern day. But what do we get out of it? Um, we get um, pretty, pretty real-time data on the status of our fleet, and that feeds into our maintenance management system, Fleet EO. And every one of us uh, here uh, and across the company that has access into it has a dashboard and that dashboard, I've got a, 
y'all obviously can't see it, but I'll tell you what it what it says. My dashboard um, has vehicle status. We have set, on the day I printed this, 763 pieces of rolling stock were active. 42 were in a shop uh, at, at uh, one of our shops. Uh, we had 35 in an outside shop. And then we had 71 pieces of equipment waiting for repair. And the vast majority of those repair orders were generated uh, through those electronic DVIRs uh, that you guys are doing. Um, so that that's what happens. It goes into the system, and it provides that data to us so we can manage the company, manage our business, um, and we can make decisions um, on based on accurate data. Um Decisions like what what fleet, what group of uh, tractors or trailers um, is costing us a lot to operate uh, in turn? Which ones do we need to replace um, now? Uh, or which ones do we need to keep our eye on because they're creeping up? We get that data real time. On this thing, I've got service costs uh, month over month, and on my widget, it starts in November of last year, and it goes through March of this year. Um, I've got uh, fuel is tied to this. How much is, is fuel costing us? Um, how many open issues do we have? Uh, it's the, the amount of data um, is it's, it's crazy how much data we've got available to us now. Um, so much so that I think it can be very overwhelming. Uh, so there's a big push, and um, Chad Van Allen is, has been a big proponent uh, behind being able to manage that data. Um, so without some sort of function or process to manage the data, um, it's just that. It's just a bunch of data, um, and it tells us nothing. But being able to process that, analyze it, um, will get us to a point where we can make better decisions. Um, we can make uh, more accurate decisions, whether it be purchasing, um, whether it be vendors uh, for various repair parts. There's just, there is so much that we can do with that stuff. So there you have it. I hope that answers the question. Uh, what, what do you guys hope to gain from all this? Uh, that's that's kind of it. Here, here's one. This is real quick. Um, I was in Yoakum, um, two weeks ago, I think I had, there was a safety meeting out there and one of the gentlemen, uh, in the safety meeting asked me and sir, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name asked, uh, Hey, um, I guess he had been out to uh, West Texas. Um, Hey, I've been out to West Texas. You know, when we're, when we're out there, we're parked at a, um, we're parked at a, um, a truck stop, um, or a, a hotel next to a truck stop, and really the only facilities there for you know groceries is the truck stop. Um, is there any way we could get some wheels out there? So we uh, we did get a truck freed up, a pickup. Um, right now, I, I think the majority of our guys are in. Or where are they in Hobbs? Monahans, I believe. Monahans. I, I think they're moving that that pickup truck around. Uh, to where the the majority of our augmented support is is uh, is working, so um, we we were able to get a pickup truck out there uh, for the use of uh, the drivers. Um, if you're off duty and you're going and 
grabbing a few cold beers. Please don't drink and drive in the company pickup. That would be bad. And I, I say that because we've we found that before. Um, but be smart, be adult about it. Um, let's see what else we got. So we got the we got the pickup truck. Oh, flatbed trailers. You want to talk about flatbeds? Sure. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, so I guess we got approved about 12. 12. 12 flatbed trailers. Uh, mainly right now to haul for our pipeline um, group. Uh, my understanding is they run a lot of um, a lot of flatbed equipment. Um, we got a we got some work to do on that to figure out drivers how how everything's going to work on it. Um, I know I've heard Casey say, "Well, it's just flatbed trailers. It's pretty easy to pretty easy to operate." You know, it's not a lot <laughs> well, they look it. easy. They, they look easy. Um, so as they look easy, there's there's requirements for strapping loads down, pipe, this, that, or the other valves. And the problem with the flatbed trailer is a lot of times you may haul 10 different things in the next 10 loads. So it's all going to be different, and uh, we'll have to do some training on um, strapping requirements. Because um, Lord knows we don't want to lose a load of pipe in the middle of I-10 somewhere. That's what I know about flatbed. <laughs> that, that would be bad. That would be bad. Yeah. So I, I was really, I was really impressed that we got the uh, the approval to buy those things. What's the What's the brand? Uh, I believe we're going with the Dunans. 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 Yeah. And we got a, a mixture of flats and step decks. Correct. Okay. And um, so we'll figure out how to distribute those. We've got got some ideas. Um, but, uh, that, I think that's gonna, that's gonna save enterprise some money and, uh, you know, more than just the money, I, th- I think it's gonna really, um, it's gonna make things a little more efficient. And what I think is cool is we're able to leverage the trucks, uh, to support other aspects of enterprises business. Um, and it's not, hauling crude and it's not hauling LP, which is all of that is huge for us. Um, at least us here in trucking. Um, but, but what, what I always say in it, and some of you may have heard me say this is, you know, we're not a trucking company. Um, we are a, a midstream oil and gas company and we just happen to own a bunch of trucks. And so from our perspective here, uh, at 1100 Louisiana, what do we want to do with our trucking company? What's, you know, what's the vision for the trucking company? Well, I will tell you the vision is not to expand and grow and make this a massive carrier. You know, we're not going to have a huge carrier fleet. We're not going to be the swift of the hazmat uh, tanker truck group. Uh, that's, that's just not who we are. Um, we're a midstream oil and gas company with you know, all the miles and miles of pipeline storage, fractionation, processing, all that other stuff, and trucks. And so what do we want to do with the trucks? Well, if you ask me, I think we need to continually figure out how we remain relevant to the rest of the company. It'd be so easy just to sit back and say, well, we just haul the crude and haul the LP gas. Um, but that, to me, that's not, that's not smart. I mean, we've got all these trucks. We've got so much talent in this group. 
um, and, and just a whole lot of dedicated folks doing great work. And I think there are other areas of the company where we could help. We could leverage our business to support other areas of the company. So if you want to know what Casey's vision is, where, where my mind is, it's that. And, and I'll tell you, we all kick over rocks every day. I'm just seeing what's under there. That's it. We got those four trucks up there in uh, Farmington, uh, three, three bobtails and, uh, and a transport. Um, and uh, those guys up there in that, in that area are constantly asking for, you know, this is one they asked for, uh, rocks. They, they want us to haul rocks. I, I don't even know what's involved in that. But who, who knows? Maybe we'll get some, what, uh, I guess center dumps? Rock buckets. Rock buckets. I don't know. Is that the – I've seen the ones um, end, on – End dumps. On, yeah, the end dumps. Yeah. And they, they lift them way up, and they try and drive off with them. I guess they're trying to get everything out of it, and they end up turning over. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can do without that kind. I've seen that on YouTube. On the YouTubes. All right, that's flatbeds. That's probably a little more than you guys wanted to know about – trucking and where I think we ought to go hazmat scores this is something we've talked about in the past so Shane we've we've been working hard to to improve our hazmat scores and we're getting there um and and this is this is easy stuff can Shane can you share with us tell us what kind of things are getting us I think the main thing that gets us that the most easy thing is, you know, having our having our villa laden within reach of the driver or in the door, in the pouch. If you get out of the truck, you got to make sure it's there or in the seat. Um, I know we've been doing several times on that. Uh, faded placards is another one that always that we've had an issue with in the past, and we've really um, put it out big campaign. Swap out placards, you know, pay attention to them. And over time, those things can fade, and you, you may not notice it because you're looking yeah. at it every day. Yeah. So keep one in the truck so you can compare. <laughs> Just periodically pull it out and take a look. Like, oh, man, that one's faded. Yes. So we're, <laughs> we're going in the right direction, though. So um, we exceeded the intervention threshold. And so what that means is we're kind of – kind of on the spotlight or in the spotlight. Uh, and every DOT officer uh, that's at the scales, um, they see our DOT number pull in the scales. They know, hey, these guys, they've had some problems with their hazmat scores. Uh, they're going to pay a little closer. I, I would imagine they would pay a little closer attention to those areas. And like Shane said, you get out of the truck, and let's say you leave your shipping papers in a passenger seat, you get out of the truck and the, the DOT officer asks for your shipping papers and you got to get back in the truck to get them, you just got a violation. Isn't, isn't that how it happens? I think so, yeah. a lot of times. So, like I said, we're going in the right direction. Um, help us get that cleaned up because I think uh, once you exceed the intervention threshold, you're on the radar and uh, we're going to get that government help that we probably don't want. Uh, so you can help us out with that. Um, I think the last thing, last thing I wanted to to touch on, um, and this is something that that we're seeing um, with uh, we got some guys um, 
hauling some product out of Vegas, which I think that's pretty cool. And if they're smart, they're gonna they're gonna reset in Vegas. In fact, I think I think some of them are because we had a fella that I guess uh, worked all night um, and got real sleepy and pulled over. Um, where is it? South of is it Kingsman? Is that what it's called? Kingman, Arizona. King, yeah, in Arizona, and uh, it's gonna take a thirty minute nap. You know who you are, and uh, ended up sleeping for about three hours. And we ended up getting a hold of a truck that was nearby and stopped and woke him up. So I imagine that guy was probably staying in Vegas. Yeah, I believe he was trying to make it back. Yeah. To take his 34, actually. <laughs> Hopefully he made it back safe and sound. I'm sure he did. Um, but uh, that we got some guys out there hauling product. And uh, we're having, we've had a few, a few challenges. We've got a few warnings for over axle. Yes, and that uh, I believe we had one in Missouri uh, here the other day as well. Okay. So, you know, with, with our customers, they want us to load all we can load. You know, they want they want a full truck load, uh, and most people think of a full truck load as eighty thousand pounds. Um, but one thing we we need to keep in mind is it's it's axled out, and I won't get into the numbers. But um, you know, if you don't know how to axle out a truck, or you know, you're not sure, have a question, you know, get out of your supervisor. You know, and if they don't know, then call me. Uh, we'll, we'll get it worked out. But um, that's one thing that we haven't really focused on in the past. But even though they are warnings, they, they're just like a ticket to the company. It goes against our, you know, FMCSA scores. And um, That's right. They're, I thought that was odd. They're, they're no different. Now, we don't have a fine to pay. Right. But they have the same effect as a as a pay ticket on our FMCSA scores, right? So I mean, it's just something we need to we probably need to focus on a little bit, um, and just to make sure. And if we can't axle out eighty, then you know we'll we'll look at some other options as far as moving the kingpin plate or or whatever we need to do. But um, but unless we weigh it, we won't know. You know, yeah. so. So you you weigh it, you see that you're over axle, you come off the scales, slide your fifth wheel forward or back, get back on the scales. Yeah, I mean if it's if you can. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, help us out, guys. So I know that's that's not something that uh, that we um, we really see a, a challenge with, but I think we're hauling different products under different trailers, and um, it just kind of popped up as uh, how many warnings have we had? Like three or four. I want to say four yeah. in probably the last two weeks. Okay. So that's one of those things that just kind of popped up. So um, we'll, we'll get there. Last thing. Uh, so we're about 30 minutes into this this episode. Um, last year uh, we had Project 9, which was um, we exceeded that. We hit uh, just over 9.3. And everybody that was uh, was an employee – um, last year, you guys uh, helped us with that. Um, we all had a part to play, and we all enjoyed a $5,000 bonus. Uh, so the goal last year was 9. The goal this year is 9.3. Now, we've done that before, so it shouldn't be a problem, but that's the base. Uh, so what does that mean? Um, 
If we hit $9.3 billion in EBITDA, that's corporately, not trucking, um, then there is a cash bonus for everybody that's eligible. That To be eligible, you, you'll, you need to be an employee at some point throughout the year. And I believe you have to be um, employed on the day of payout, which if they do it like this, uh, like this last one, it was in February, wasn't it? Yes. Was it a separate check, or did it come out on a paycheck, or how did I don't? I think it was a separate check. Separate check. So, guys, I I did not get that. Um, everybody, it was only available to uh, senior directors and and below. Um, so. There you have it. That's why well, I wasn't sure. Um, 9.3, if we reach that, you get a cash bonus of $3,000. In order to get the $5,000 cash bonus, we'll have to hit $9.5 billion. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the stretch. Uh, the, the, the go-get is what I hear my dad refer to it as. Here's a go-get for you. Uh, so 9.3 is the goal, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we did it last year. No reason why we can't do it this year, so we'll we'll see. Um, I, I hope we can because uh, I hope you guys can uh, um, again, once again, enjoy that bonus. Comes at a good time, right after the Christmas holidays. If y'all are like me, end up going broke right around then and needing to pay off some credit cards. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I I appreciate your time. I hope you're being safe out there on the road. Uh, we appreciate what you do, um, and and I'm I'm talking to our drivers, but I'm also talking to the rest of the staff. Those guys in our shops are are just doing amazing work, um, getting uh, keeping our stuff on the road, uh, keeping it repaired, um, and uh, keeping the wheels turning uh, safely. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you in the Hammerlane. Thank you. This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day.